Hey there, I'm Dr. Jedediah Blinn. Let's take a quick time out to think about teaching. Can students learn how to learn? With the arrival of generative AI and the ability of an app to quickly and with increasing accuracy summarize key points and create essay responses, faculty are rightfully wondering how to capture students' actual competency. Now, there are many wonderful articles in the higher education space dealing with how to successfully and creatively work with AI and students in written assignments. And given I'm still learning those tools and how to move forward with that reality, I want to step back and think about how we can help students to think about their own learning and the ways we can foster that self-regulation in our classrooms. As an aside, however, some of the most interesting ways in which I have learned about managing AI with our assignments is to add in reflection and other novel and personal insights as a way to augment student learning and critical thought about these tools. So what is self-regulated learning and what does it look like in our classrooms? Self-regulated learning is when we bring into focus our own or our students' motivations, thoughts, and behaviors around learning. Some researchers in the UK found that only a minority of their study respondents were aware of self-regulation or metacognitive practices and did not use many of these strategies fully, despite the evidence suggesting that these practices truly help with learning. Past research has found that self-regulated learning is associated with academic achievement, cognitive achievement, and assists with self-efficacy, which is found to be a predictor of academic success, as well as helping students become lifelong learners. Self-regulated learners, especially strong self-regulated learners, think about how well they have used past strategies to help them learn and consider ways to adapt those strategies moving forward. One model of self-regulation proposes a cyclical process where the learner first estimates their efficacy, their goals, and sets forth a strategy to accomplish a new learning outcome. Then, in the actual acquisition of the knowledge or completing a project, that learner thinks about their time management what help they might need, and include some metacognitive exercises, and more on metacognition in a moment. Finally, after the project or the pursuit, the learner thinks about what went well and what they can improve on in the future, as well as if any, uh, any reasons they weren't successful. From this simple model, right away there are many opportunities for instructors to modify assignments to include explicit means to promote and capture self-regulated learning. Instructors can break larger projects into phases to follow this approach and require small check-ins that encourage the student to reflect on what is going well, what they are learning, and how it connects to past assignments uh, and their future work in that project or even their future lives beyond school. A major component of self-regulated learning is this step of metacognition, which is essentially thinking about one's thinking. Uh, so for this to work, it's important that instructors model and incorporate these steps into their classrooms and assignments. 
Let's take a look at some qualitative evidence. I'll start with a set of case studies from a sample of college instructors in Australia. Dr. McMahon and her team reported on a range of instructors and the various activities that they incorporated into their assignments to help students with self-regulation. A couple instructors included prompts for students to address before they completed an exam, uh, to have the students reflect on their preparation strategies, and then after the exam to reflect on how well those strategies worked and what they might do differently next time. These instructors reported students who completed those reflections found them useful and beneficial, and the instructors were able to adapt their assessments to include elements of both what the students learned and how they learned it as important outcomes of the course. Another instructor worked with alumni who are employed in the field of practice that his course focuses on and had these alumni help craft assignments that were most directly related to their day-to-day -day experiences on the job. By sharing and incorporating these assignments, he is able to highlight how these skills and the knowledge those assignments are meant to capture will be beneficial in the very near future for those students. From another paper by researchers in Australia, exemplary faculty were interviewed on how and what they do to foster self-regulated learning with their students. These teachers discussed the importance of fostering, but not imposing, self-regulation by listening to students. They also would place the students into the role of the instructor with their peers to help them think about what is most important to be learned from a given topic. As well, these instructors visibly modeled self-regulation of their own learning, which these researchers concluded is likely to promote student self-regulation. The educators do that by sharing stories about how they themselves used self-regulation to learn. And again, this includes sharing about their goals, the strategies that worked and didn't work in pursuing those learning goals, and how they are planning to learn moving forward. As well, some of these strategies employed by these exemplary teachers include explicitly requiring reflections from students before and after projects and assessments and giving them feedback on those reflections. An interesting exercise that I saw in this paper included posting examples of strong assignments on a discussion board that showcases how feedback from peers can help students improve their work and inform others about the process of creating a strong project. This reminds me of a teaching workshop I was in once. A professor of philosophy was perturbed that his students did not know how to read a philosophy paper and was convinced that if they could only learn how to read the papers, they would improve their learning. He was asking for assistance in finding a novel or an informative way to help students learn how to read. The expert faculty developer leading the workshop simply said, have you ever showed them how you read a paper? The simplicity and amazingness of this answer stumped me and him as well. We were all surprised. It can really be that simple. Just show the students how you came to learn something and coach them through the process. He was encouraged to find a short paper, put it on the projector in class, and then line by line, paragraph by paragraph, share with the students how and why he was highlighting certain parts, what sort of notes he takes, and the connections he makes while reading, as well as the reflection he does afterwards to make himself feel confident that he had learned something from the paper.
Again, modeling self-regulation really helps the students become self-regulated learners. So moving forward, if we as teachers want our students to not only acquire the content knowledge, but recognize how and why they acquired that knowledge, then it seems imperative that we incorporate self-regulated learning into our work by adding an element of the assignment that encourages students to think about how they approached, succeeded or not, and what they'll try next time can really help them improve. This connects well to the reflective learning that I discussed previously, but extends to metacognition and self-regulation by incorporating reflections in the planning, executing, and post-performance phases of a project or an assessment. I've regularly tried to capture uh, really strong and exemplary work from students in one semester to show in future classes, but the idea of letting students review and discuss how and why their work was excellent or other students' work was excellent could be really beneficial moving forward as both a means to model the process of pursuing excellence and demystifying that process for others including more opportunities for students to communicate their knowledge as teachers instead of just telling me what they learned could also be really productive. We want to know what you've been thinking about on your own timeouts or reflections away from teaching. What questions do you have? What are you curious about? Or what's working really well for you? Send me an email at jed at utk.edu. That's J-E-D at utk.edu. Thanks for taking a quick time out with me to think about our teaching practice. Check out the episode description for supporting information from this episode.